0: chapter 6 of three people by pansy this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 6 new ideas come said pliny hastings halting before the hotel and addressing his companion father said if it snowed hard when school was out to come in here to dinner well go ahead then answered his friend gaily father didn't tell me so and i suppose i must go home oh bother come on and get some dinner with me then when the pelting storm is over we'll go up together so the two came into the great dining-room and toad came briskly forward to help them toad had been in his new sphere for more than three weeks and already began to pride himself on being the briskest fellow in the lot pliny hastings ordered dinner for two with an ease and promptness that proved him to be quite accustomed to the proceeding and toad dodged hither and thither and finally hovered near and looked on with admiring eyes as the two ate and drank and talked and laughed thus far in his life toad had been without being aware of it a believer in blood descent distinct spheres in life and all that sort of nonsense He was a boy, to be sure, but it had never so much as occurred to him that he could be even remotely connected with such specimens of boyhood as were before him now. Not that they were any better than he—oh, no, Toad never harbored such a thought for a moment—but then they were different, that he saw, and like many another unthinking mortal— he never gave a thought to the difference that home and culture and christianity must necessarily make but what nonsense am i talking toad didn't know there were any such words but then there are people who do and who reason no better than did he while he looked and enjoyed pliny was seized with a new want and leaned back in his chair with the query where's tompkins oh mr tompkins here you are can you make ben and me something warm and nice this cold day mr tompkins paused in his rush through the room in a very few minutes master hastings i will be at your service let me see could you wait five minutes pliny nodded very well then toad you may come below in five minutes and i shall be ready Toad went and came with alacrity, and stood waiting and enjoying while the two drained their glasses. There was a little wet sugar left in the bottom of Pliny's glass, and he, catching a glance from Toad's watchful eye, suddenly held it forth and spoke in kindly tone. "'Want that, Toady?' Toad, a little taken aback, shook his head in silence. "'You don't like the leavings, eh?' Get enough of the real article, I presume? How do they make this? I dare say you know, now you are at headquarters. Toad shook his head again. Belongs to the trade, he answered with an air of wisdom. Oh, it does. Well, how much of it do you drink in a day? Not a drop. Bah! Toad didn't resent this incredulous tone. He was used to being doubted moreover he knew better than did any one else that there was no special reason for trusting him so now he only laughed come tell us just for curiosity's sake i'd like to know how much your queer brain will bear i won't tell of you you won't believe me answered toad coolly so what's the use of telling you i will too if you'll tell me just exactly this time i'll believe every word well then not a drop why not queried pliny still incredulous don't you like it can't say never tasted it weren't you ever where there was any liquor before slightly chuckled toad over the remembrance of his cellar life and knowing by a sort of instinct that these two had never been inside of such a place in their lives pliny continued his examination DON'T YOU LIKE THE SMELL OF IT? FIRST RATE. THEN WHY DON'T YOU TAKE IT? AIN'T A GOING TO. BUT WHY? AND THEN FOR THE FIRST TIME HIS COMPANION SPOKE. ARE YOU A TOTAL ABSTAINER? WHAT'S THEM? BOTH BOYS STOPPED TO LAUGH ERE THEY MADE ANSWER. WHY, PEOPLE WHO THINK IT WICKED TO TOUCH, TASTE, OR HANDLE, YOU KNOW. SAY, Pliny, DID YOU KNOW THERE'S QUITE AN EXCITEMENT ON THE SUBJECT UP OUR WAY? old Mousie is round trying to get all the folks to promise not to sell joe any more brandy stuff and nonsense oracularly pronounced pliny quoting the unanswerable argument of his elders fact and folks say joe has been drunk more times in a week since than he ever was before of course that's the way it always works trying to make folks do what they won't do joe ought to be hung though what does a fellow want to be a fool for and go and get drunk but say toady why don't you drink a drop i ain't a-going to was toad's only answer the two friends looked at each other curiously you're green said pliny at last yes said toad promptly maybe so's the moon whereat the two laughed and strolled away isn't he a queer chap they said to each other as they went out into the snow meantime toad looked after them for a moment before he began briskly to gather up the remains of the feast toad had some new ideas he had formerly lived in a stratum below the temperance movement it had scarce troubled his father's cellar so he had to-day discovered that there were others besides his mother who prayed their sons not to drink a drop of rum. Also, that a young man who went and got drunk was considered a fool by elegant young men, such as he had just been serving. Also, and sharpest, these two evidently thought him green. If they had said a thief or scamp, Toad would have laughed. But green! That touched! i'll show them a thing or two maybe he said defiantly as he seized a pile of plates and vanished now our three babies nurtured severally in the lace canopied crib in the plump cushioned rocking chair in the reeking cellar corner had come together from their several spheres and held their first conversation other hungry people came for their dinner and toad served them and was very attentive to their wants and their words a busy life the boy led during these days a brisk bustling life which kept him in a state of perpetual delight there was something in his nature which answered to all this rush and systematic confusion of business and rejoiced in it he liked the air of method and system which even the simplest thing wore he liked the stated hours for certain duties the set program of employment laid out for each the set places for everything that was to be handled the very bells as with their different tongues they called him hither and thither to different duties were all so much music to him he did not know why he chuckled so much over his work why at the sound of one of his bells he gave that quick spring which was so rapidly earning him a reputation for remarkable promptness but in truth there was that in the boy which met and responded to all these things every bit of the clockwork machinery filled him with a kind of glee there was another reason why toad enjoyed his hotel life he had discovered himself to be an epicure and an amazing quantity of the good things of this life fell to his share no, hardly that, but disappeared mysteriously from shelf and jar and box, and only grave, innocent-looking Toad could have told whither they went. Mince-pies and cranberry-pies and lemon-pies and the whole long catalogue of pies were equal favourites of his, and huge pieces of them had a way of not being found. Poor Toad! His training school had been a sad one, the very first principle of honesty was left out of his street education, and the only rule he recognized was one which would assist him in not being discovered. So he eluded sharp eyes and hoodwinked sharp people. He commended himself for being cute, and withal a lucky fellow. On the whole, although Toad was certainly clad in decent garments and slept in a comfortable bed, and was to all outward appearances earning a respectable living i cannot say that i think he was really improving there were ways and means of leading astray in that hotel to which even his street life had not given him access and if anybody's brain ever appeared ripe for mischief of any sort it was certainly toad malls any earthly friend if he had possessed one would have watched his course just now with trembling terror and made predictions of his certain downfall but toad had no friend in all that great city not one who ever gave him a second thought christian men came there often and were faithfully served by the boy whose soul was very precious in their master's eyes but his servants never thought to speak a word to the soul for their master why should they it was a hotel, and they had come in to get their dinner. That duty accomplished, and they would go forth to attend the missionary meeting, or the Bible meeting, or the tract meeting, or some other good meeting. But those and the hotel dinner were distinct and separate matters, and the little Bibleless heathen, who served them to oysters and coffee, went on his way, and they went theirs. But God looked down upon them all as the days passed the three boys whose lives had been cast in such different moulds met often pliny hastings liked exceedingly to come to the hotel for his dinner and loitering around whenever best suited his fancy await his father's carriage this was very much pleasanter than the long walk alone and he liked to bring ben phillips with him first because he was in some respects a generous-hearted boy and liked to bestow upon ben the handsome dinners which he knew how to order and secondly because he was a pompous boy and liked to show off his grandeur to his simple friend was there another reason never owned even to each other why these two boys loved to come to that place rather than to their pleasant homes did it lie in the bottom of those bright glasses filled with something nice and warm which pliny never forgot to order sometimes little mrs phillips worried and good-natured mr phillips laughed and poohed at her fancies sometimes mr hastings sharply forbade his son's visits to his favorite hotel and the next windy day sent him thither to dine Sometimes his fond mother thought his face singularly flushed, and wondered why he suffered so much from headache. But only Toad, who had come up in the atmosphere and knew all about it, cool, indifferent Toad, looked with wise eyes upon the two boys, and remarked philosophically to himself, Them two fellows will get drunk some day, for they know what they're up to. End of chapter 6